But the, when I ask the question, when I ask this question, can you have too much light? A lot, a lot of you are going like, we don't have enough here ever, right? We don't have enough here ever. And, but that's sometimes out of our control. But there is, there is times when, when there is too much light. There is too much light. Retired optometrist. He's my longtime retired optometrist. I, it never failed. Every year I go see him. He's retired again and retired now. And so every time I went to see him, he did my exam. He was very methodical, did a great job. And, and he, he would always tell me, uh, of course, he'd remind me I'm getting old. He reminded me of that. You're getting old. Uh, but then he would say, light is your best friend. Light is your best friend. The more light, the better you can see. But there ever, can there ever be a time when there's too much, when there's too much light? I can't speak for the rest of you. I do not know your sleeping habits, nor do I want to know your sleeping habits. But I will divulge the sleeping habits in my household. My wife and I like it pitch black at our house. And, and the house we moved to in 2020... Uh, literally the day the world shut down is when we closed on the house, it's out in the country. So we have no street lights around us. It's great. So we actually can have a completely dark room. Subdivision life that we had for most of our lives, you had the street lights everywhere. You never, you know, never could get completely dark because of the street lights. But out there in the country, you know, and I say country, just a couple miles from 231, but we can get it pitch black. I mean, we can get it pitch black. But there are some issues. Apple TV, with the power on, still has a little white light on it. Got to cover that up. I got to cover that up. My sleep apnea machine has a lot of bright lights on it. I put my phone on top of that so the lights won't shine there. And then, then I have uh, an air purifier that acts really much as a sound machine now. has like five lights on top of it. I put an Auburn devotional book over that to keep the, keep the lights from shining. And, and that was all good and great. I could do all that, but I had another problem. This. All right? All right? And I know what you're saying. That's an easy fix. No, it's not. Because I was too lazy to figure it out. All right? Because my watch just stayed bright almost all the time. And, and any time I bumped it, that it would light up, right? And in a pitch black room, it was really bright. And so that was getting on my nerves. And some, every now and then it would get on my wife's nerves. She would say, your watch, your watch. And I went, okay, I got to figure this out. And I know what you're saying. There's a theater setting and there's all these other settings. But if you bump it, it comes back on. All right, so I didn't want to fool with all that. I found another solution. The reason I have this particular watch that I have is because my first Apple Watch literally went, started going dim. And so on Friday nights when I, need, when I really need my watch, right, because I can't have my phone on the football field, so Friday nights I'm relying on my watch to, to do timing stuff and as a backup uh, just in case, because I don't have my phone, uh, I, need, I need my watch. And it was getting so dim that I literally could not see it. I would look and I'd go, I can't, I can't read my watch anymore. And so that's why my wife got me a new one. So, but I kept my old one. It was dim. But when the room is pitch black, I actually can see it. It's just bright enough for me to see it, but it doesn't light up the room or anything. So that's what I do. So this is my daytime Apple Watch. My daytime Apple Watch. And I have a nighttime Apple Watch that I, that I actually wore last night. 
And I started thinking about this, and I said, wait a second. This is not a third world problem, is it? <laughs> right? This is only, only in North America where you have, yes, I wear my Apple Watch during the daytime, another Apple Watch. The night, you know, we, we just had a guy named David Diapo last week from World Vision talking to us about these kids in the third world country and, in Bangladesh, and I'm going like, yeah, they probably don't have this issue. They probably do not have this issue. But normally light is a good thing. Light is, light, is normally a good, light is normally a good thing. In fact, we have a lot of outside lights at our house. We've got one, two, three, four, five corners of our house, I think. No, six. We actually got six corners of our house. I got lights on all six corners. So it lights up. No matter where I walk around my house, it lights up. And then I have, I have the permanent light on the pole that, that the co-op uh, had there before I got there. They said, you still want that? I said, how much does it cost? They're like six, six, seven bucks a month. Absolutely. So I have a night light out for outside. And I will tell you, I, I will not go outside unless I have all those lights working. And I'll tell you the reason why, because a couple years ago, my wife killed a snake right near our front porch. And then last year, about 12, 13 months ago, I unloaded my revolver on a cotton mouth on our property. So I really don't want to walk outside without all the lights being on. But here's the, there's a downside. There's a downside about those lights. They attract bugs. Y'all figure that out? Lights attract bugs and flies and everything like that. Which, when I go in and out of the house at night, that's a problem. I don't like it because bugs get in the house. But I will tell you, the, the, the good side of having lights on the outside of the house, the frogs love it. The frogs and the lizards, they love being outside at my house at night because they, they get, that's when they get, their, they get their meals, right? And a lot of times I got cats that love playing with them too. So that, that helps as well. But when you, if you weigh all the pros and cons, most of us are going to choose light. Most of us will choose light every time. And that's a good thing because light is our word to the wise today. Light is our word to the wise. Paul says, in Ephesians, Ephesians, you were once darkness. I'm actually going to give you two words today. I'm going to give you the first word is darkness. Because that's what you were. Paul is talking to the Ephesians. He's talking to these believers in, in Jesus who have, have, have scattered from Jerusalem. Who, who, who are believers in Jesus. And he tells them, hey, you were once darkness. He didn't say they were in darkness. No, he said you were darkness. You were darkness. And Paul describes that to these believers in Ephesus and says, hey, y'all were darkness. You know, and he tells them what darkness was. He says, darkness is sexual morality, it's greediness, using obscene language, being bitter, being full of rage, and, and using your words to tear, tear other people down. That's darkness. Not that you were just in it, you were it. You were darkness. He said, but that's what you were. What are you now? Now, but, he said, but. And every time you see a but in the Bible, normally something good's getting ready to happen. But now, you are light. You are light. We have a lot of options with light in our world today. Uh, incandescence, uh, LEDs, fluorescence. We all have different sizes and shapes. You know, you can see them. we're getting ready to, to have a bunch of light options, right, with Christmas coming up. 
Actually, I guess at Hobby Lobby, they're already 50% off at Hobby Lobby, right? So you got the small Christmas lights, you got the colored Christmas lights, you got the night lights, you got the big lights, you got the flood lights, you got the string lights, and you got watt lights from 15 watt to 1500 watt. You got all these different kinds of lights. But in this case, Paul says, hey, you, here's one option. You got your light in the Lord. You are light in the Lord. Now, we've we got to catch this, okay? We are light in the Lord. You were once darkness, but now you're light, but you're just not any light. Now, you, you, you've probably heard different, what I would probably describe as a number of non-profit organizations saying, like, be the light, all this type, type stuff. You need to be a light, you need to be a light. And that's all good and well, and you can be, but... The best option, the best option that will make a difference, that it will truly make an eternal difference, that will make a day-to-day difference, is when you are light in the Lord. You are light in the Lord with Jesus. Jesus said in John 12, you're going to have the light just a little while longer. Walk while you have the light before darkness overtakes you. Whoever walks in the dark does not know where they are going. Believe in the light while you have the light, so that you may become children of light. It seems like Jesus is telling us, you need to be waxing or waning. That's what he seems to be telling us. And I know some of you are going, what are you talking about, Willis? All right, let me explain for those of you who failed most of your science classes. All right, why can we see the moon? Only because of the sun. That's the only reason we can see the moon. And, and I can tell you, in the three plus years we've been out where we're at now, man, I can really see the moon most every night. In fact, some, t- some nights it's so bright, it brightens up our room. <laughs> All right, we're just going, oh gosh. What's that? Oh, it's the freaking sun. They're shining on the moon. They're shining in my room. All right. So, so we got the sun is what gives light to the moon. The, the moon reflects that. And they call it the waxing moon as the moon gets brighter as the days go by. The waning moon gets less and less sun as the day goes by. All right. As the days go by. So you either are, you're either a waxer or a waner, right? And even waner sounds weird, doesn't it? Waner? He's a waner. So if you're from the south, you don't know what that means when somebody says you're a waner, all right? But you're a waxer or a waner. Choose to be a waxer. Wax on, wax off, right? We got to be waxers. See, the goal is to have the light. The goal is to have the light. Believe in the light, and Jesus says to become children of the light. So, so get this. Obviously, my name is Gatlin. I had two children. Their names are Gatlin. My son had two boys, which I had all day yesterday, and they spent the night. They survived and went home today. 
Hallelujah. Right, so, no, that was great. I loved it. I had a great time. Uh, no blood, no drips, no arrows. It was great. All right. So, so my son has two boys. They are Gatlins. So I'm a Gatlin, and my kids are Gatlins. We're all Gatlins, right? Jesus is the light. We know that. But we are children of the light. We are also lights. Paul says, live as children of the light, children of light, for the fruit of the light consists in all goodness, righteousness, and truth. Live as children of the light, for the fruit of the light consists of all goodness, righteousness, and truth. When you think of light, the last thing you think about is fruit. Paul, what are you talking about? Fruit of light. What is that? Okay, Light is light, right? No, not so fast, my friend. Because if you put light through a prism, such as in this picture, somebody, somebody wanted me to use Pink Floyd's album, but I chose not to. Something about the song Comfortably Numb sticks out in my mind. But anyway, um, you got when the light hits, goes through this prism, you actually can see what is in the light. And this is obviously the colors of the rainbow. And of course, everybody remembers Roy G. Biv, right? Everybody remember Roy G. Biv? Right? Not Roy Clark, okay? Not Roy Rogers, but Roy G. Biv. Red, orange, yellow, green, blue, indigo, violet. Those are the seven colors on the spectrum. Those are seven colors when you actually break down that light, comes out to seven colors. Interesting fact that when you look at Peter's description of the characteristics of, of a person of faith, Peter comes up with seven. Second Peter 1, 5, 6, and 7. For this very reason, make every effort to add to your faith. Okay, so he's adding to your faith. He said, you're a believer of Christ. You're a believer in Jesus Christ. You are a child of the light. That's who you are. So what do you add to this? Goodness, to goodness, knowledge, and to knowledge, self-control, and to self-control, perseverance, and to perseverance, godliness, and to godliness, mutual affection, and to mutual affection, love. Seven of them. Goodness, knowledge, self-control, perseverance, godliness, mutual affection, love. It's almost like Peter had his own fruit of the Spirit, such as Paul records in Galatians. This is who we are. We are people with goodness and knowledge and self-control, perseverance, godliness, mutual affection, and love. Paul goes on to say in verse 13, but everything exposed by the light becomes visible and everything that is illuminated becomes light. There's a reason that dentists use a bright light. There's a reason surgeons use bright lights. You don't know it because you're asleep. Right? But if you're a nurse on the nursing t on the team or a surgeon, you know you have to have bright light. I know there's a couple in here today that they do surgeries. And they need it bright as possible. You know, as bright as possible. The dentist needs it bright as possible. Why? So everything becomes visible. So everything becomes visible, which means and for dentists, they're, they're, they're trying to expose things that are harmful to get they can get rid of them. For the surgeon is exposing things that need to be corrected so they can give life. You know, we, we know light promotes life. We know that. 
And I put my D in biology 101 to work because I remember photosynthesis. You know what photosynthesis is? Is the organisms and plants use the, the sunlight, use the sunlight to, to produce food with, with the carbon dioxide and water. So, so we know that light produces life. And most of you understand this from a, I guess, a feeling about sunlight. Because if you've ever been cooped up in, in a room or you're in your house and haven't been able to go outside for a while, you know your mood changes. And it's, it's a medically proven fact that sunlight helps your mood, helps your quality of life. Uh, I told you a week ago that my wife is in Kentucky uh, another week up there, and, and hope, hopefully things will turn around in the next couple of days that, that maybe she can come home by the end of the week. But cooped up in a hospital room with her mother. So yesterday she, she had said, i got to get out. And so there was a courtyard at UK Hospital and chairs and nice place, and the sun was out, Right? which in a, in a couple months, the sun will not, not appear for three months in Kentucky, but that's okay. She's not up there then. She's up there now. So she got out, and, and literally her words were, she had no idea what I was speaking on today. She said, I had to get out and get me some vitamin D because she had to, feel, she had to start feeling better. So she knew that life, that light would help promote her life. And so she was out in the sunlight. In 1994, uh, our son was born, and like many, many infants, bilirubin count was high. A little bit high, wasn't, wasn't vastly high. And they prescribed, hey, during the daytime, do you have access to a room that has sunlight? And we did. Our, our, our living room area, our sitting room area, uh, was facing uh, the, the west, the setting sun would come in a pretty good bit for five, six, seven hours a day at times. And this was during April, so it was a little bit longer days. And they said, basically, just a, just a diaper, let him sit, lay in the sun. And that helped out the bilirubin. And, of course, most of us understand um, that there's lights now that they put child, children under. Uh, but I still had a pediatrician. I confirmed this. They still prescribe the sunlight therapy for infants. They still, they still do that. I was thinking that, oh, it's, we're, you know, all parents are stupid. We're going to get them sunburned. Nope, that, that doesn't happen. We still, let them, we still let them sit in the sunlight. Light, light promotes life. Paul says, everything that is illuminated becomes a light. Everything that is illuminated becomes a light. Have you been illuminated? illuminated. Have you been illuminated? Because here's the deal. Has the light come on? I mean, it literally has the light come on in your life because... What Jesus is offering us, what Jesus is offering us is, is more probably than, than, we, than we can imagine. Because we have so, so many of us are still living day to day. We're living uh, moment to moment. We're, we're not thinking about tomorrow. We're thinking about how to get through this day. We're thinking about how can I feel good in this moment? How can I feel good in this day? And, and the, the light needs to come on with us to where we go, you know, there's more to this life than living and dying. There's more to this life than simply having a good time for a few hours every night or for an entire weekend and then 
grinding out Monday through Friday just to make it to Friday night and all day Saturday and Sunday. There's more to this life. And Jesus offers that to us if we're willing to be illuminated. Right? But here's what I want you to remember. Like and distract or attract. Like and distract or attract. You see, too much of light at the wrong time is really unwanted. Right? Too much at the wrong time is unwanted. But light in the Lord attracts. Let me return to 5, 8, C, and 9. Live as children of light, for the fruit of light consists in all goodness, righteousness, and truth. And I like the order of these. Goodness, then righteousness, and then truth. What happens when we just simply bombard somebody we've never known before with truth? And this has happened. This happened to you probably. Somebody just gets in your face, you've never met them before, and they bombard you with truth. What are you likely to do? Turn away. You're likely to disregard anything they've ever said, they ever said, no matter if it's truth. Yeah, they're speaking the truth, but they're in my face. I don't know them. That's just not going to come across well. The days, the days of going door to door and telling somebody, this is the truth of the gospel. They're coming gone, folks. That's coming gone. Because we don't open our doors to strangers, do we? We don't even open them up to people we know. Hey, honey, sh- hey, be quiet. Shut the dog's mouth. We turn out the lights. We don't want to talk to them today, right? We don't want to do it. We get inside our house. We get inside of what Scott Shumper calls our back caves. We lower the garage door, get in our house, turn out the lights, so nobody bother us. You know, we, we won't do that. In, t- in 2031, the video doorbell industry is predicted to have over $3 billion in business in the U.S. alone. Why? Because we don't want to open our door to strangers no matter if they're coming at us with truth. But you may say truth is truth, right? And, and we need to listen to the truth. Well, you and I well know today that we are living in a world where truth is relative. We have more than two sides telling us what truth is. We have more than two sides doing this. And we are having a difficult time differentiating differentiating between, hey, what is actual true and what is not. You got one side saying, no, y'all y'all bomb the hospital. No, y'all bomb the hospital. You you have you don't know what to believe. You don't know who to believe anymore, right? You you don't have a trusted person that you can turn on the radio or the TV and know that that person is telling you the truth. You don't have that. Which means we need to go back to what Paul says. It needs to start with goodness and righteousness. You know, we we know what good people are. We know who good people are. We can tell them. We can tell you, hey, that's a good person. That's not a good person. That's a good person. Just by the way they live, by the way they treat you, by the way they treat their families, by the way they treat their employers, we know who the good people are. A lot of good people are going to miss heaven. A lot of good people are going to miss heaven because they've not done the second thing, which is they're not righteous. Righteous is, is simply being a, a person that 
that lines up with what God says the way a person should live. Their conduct, right? And Paul already says what is not righteousness. He's already said in Ephesians, it's not sealing, it's not using uh, obscene language, it's not being bitter and evil, evil toward people, it's, it's not sexual immorality, it's not greed. And then he says it's, being, it's about being, what righteousness is, is about being compassionate and loving toward other people. It's about forgiving others. Why are you forgiving? Because you've already been forgiven by Jesus, who's forgiven you of everything you've ever done. And you can, can you imagine the light that we can be if we simply live our lives as good and righteous people, which allows us then to share the truth of the why. The truth of the why we are light in Jesus Christ, who has given us everything and has given us purpose. You see, a, a light at the wrong time will distract. Pa- Paul says in, I think, verse 15 of this chapter, make, make the most of every opportunity. Make the most of every opportunity. And, and it's, so a light at the wrong time is going to distract, but a light at the appropriate time, at the God-appointed time, in those opportune times, that's going to attract. A light that is about goodness and righteousness and truth, that's going to attract. Light is your friend. Light is your best friend. The more light, the better off you will be. The more light, the more likelihood that you'll be a person that helps illuminate another person's life to Jesus. Let's pray. God, we give you thanks for your word. We give you thanks for the hope that we have in Jesus Christ. We thank you that that we can be people who are light. But we are only light because we reflect the goodness and the righteousness and truth of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. Be with us now. Remind us of who we are in you. In Jesus' name I pray. Would you please stand as we worship together?